This episode is brought to you by Lake Uniforms. Providing uniforms and accessories in the medical and hospitality field. From scrubs to lab coats, we sell the best brands for medical partners and health professionals. We are well-suited to serve your needs, from clinical and non-clinical uniforms, hospital, dental, doctor, or eye practice, health and nursing programs. We provide services from large projects to small orders. Group discounts are available. We also create custom embroidered shirts, hats, and more fast. Customers love the service, prices, quality and love that we put into each product. Our team truly goes the extra mile. That's Lake Uniform in Leesburg. Find us on Facebook. If you have a tale of the paranormal, do share, and maybe you'll find that you yourself belong here in our neighborhood. Submit your story at paranormalavenuepodcast at gmail.com. Now, let us begin. Hi, my name is Anna. You have found your way to the Paranormal Avenue. If at any time you find yourself a little scared, just remember I will be here to hold your hand in the dark. Resident Ghost It was a typical work day in western New York at my uncle's shoe store, which for privacy reasons will remain nameless. This store is one of the oldest existing stores to remain from the early 1800s. Some of our regulars were there and among them was a family with an eight-year-old girl named Katie. Katie was very smart and known for her particularly mature intelligence. She came into the store and started reaching for shoes that she was interested in. Her attention was pulled from the shoe displays and now focused on the doorway leading to the next level of the old building. I watched her as she approached the bottom of the tall staircase that led to the second floor. Out of nowhere she raised her arm and waved and I immediately asked who she was waving to. She said the little girl at the top of the stairs. The others chuckled and said, Oh Katie, you have a wild imagination. But Katie kept insisting the little girl was still standing there. Then, I suddenly knew just what to do. I went into the back room to find a photo I had seen years ago. When I showed the photo to Katie, I said, Do you recognize anyone? And she said, There's the little girl at the top of the stairs. The photo was of the family who used to live on the second floor in the 1800s. Could this have been a child that passed from cholera or deaths attributed to typhus? typhoid fever or dysentery, which increased as the century progressed. 
This situation was aggravated by the influx of immigrants in the city's tenements. Typhus became virtually endemic to the city and associated throughout the region. I sometimes get the overwhelming feeling that I am not alone, and I have grown to dislike being the last one to leave the store after closing. Although no one has ever seen her but Katie, I do find it strange that my uncle the owner will rarely visit. Sonia This episode is sponsored by kbdigitalmarketinggroup.com. Attention entrepreneurs! Are you looking for a professional video ad? We can help. We create stunning digital media at affordable pricing that can take your brand to the next level while keeping your customers engaged with scroll-stopping visuals. More views, more revenue, more success. Email us at contact at kbdigitalmarketinggroup.com. Have you ever had someone to call your name when you know you are all alone? Did you answer? What would happen if you did? Would answering eventually drive you mad or encourage an escalation? Or maybe it could be of the divine. We would love to hear what you think. This listener's story comes from Bridget. Bridget writes, I want you to know that I am not a paranormal seeker. I don't go looking for the paranormal, but things find me at times and I just take it in stride. I am a nanny of an 11-month-old girl named Lacey. We spend days having 80s dance parties and reading books. I travel a lot with the family I work for. We live in South Florida but have spent about a month in Copenhagen, Denmark. We are staying in a three-bedroom Airbnb for the extent of our stay. The apartment is in an old cream-colored brick building with a red clay roof. There are six floors and about 120 units. There is a huge common courtyard where neighbors and families socialize. It's large but friendly. So, I'm getting Lacey ready for a nap. I changed her diaper and let her on the floor to get some last energy out. As soon as I put her down, she crawled right down the hall, through the kitchen to her parents' room. I was told that no one would be home until much later. I hear the baby in there chatting away in her usual baby talk. Then I hear a man's voice talking with her, clear as a bell. 
A few sentences like you would when talking to a baby. Hi, sweetie. How are you? Hey there, little baby. I'm thinking her dad had maybe come home and decided to take a nap. But why I wondered, is he talking to his own baby like this? I run in there to grab her so she doesn't disturb her dad. The window was open and a breeze went through banging the windows. I saw no one in the bed. I thought the voices may be coming from people talking in the courtyard below, but realized that it was on the other side of the building. Something felt wrong, and my sixth sense went off, and I started getting that feeling you get when you enter a strange place that you know you shouldn't be. I immediately went into protection mode thinking maybe we had an intruder. I checked the closets, behind the door and the rest of the room, and there is no one else there except Lacey. I scooped her up, closed the bedroom door and left the apartment for a walk to clear my head. I can honestly say it freaked me out. Later that day I mentioned to the owner that I had an unusual event happen, and before I could finish my sentence, he finished it for me by asking did I hear the man's voice. Maybe you should mention that when advertising your Airbnb, If you are enjoying this podcast, please let us know and tell a friend. Your support is greatly appreciated and makes it possible. If you would like to advertise with us and grow your business or spread your message, again you may reach out to us at paranormalavenuepodcast at gmail.com. The Ghost of Greenbrier Zona Hestershoe is perhaps the most famous of West Virginia's ghosts. Known as the Greenbrier Ghost, she was killed by her husband, Edward. Edward initially got away with the murder by dressing Zona's corpse himself, thereby keeping the coroner from getting a close look at her. Her cause of death was at first thought to be from a condition called everlasting faint and then childbirth. After she was buried, Zona's ghost appeared to her mother and told her that Edward had taken her life. The mother in turn eventually convinced the prosecutor of this, and Zona's body was exhumed. When the body was more closely examined, they found that her neck had been broken and her windpipe crushed. Edward was eventually found guilty of murder and sent to prison. Apparently still unsatisfied, 
Zona's ghost continues to be seen haunting the area. The Woman by Cal My encounter started early one morning after a delayed flight in May of 2022. The delay caused me to first reach the almost abandoned airport parking lot around 2.30 in the morning. Hindered by heavy rain and construction, it was around 3 a.m. before I started the last leg of my journey home in which about 22 miles remain. After some tenseful navigation and driving, I finally reach a recognizable stretch of road. I live in rural Florida, and if you are familiar with rural areas of bigger cities, you would know that sometimes things are built and will pop up in some of the strangest places with seemingly no rhyme or reason. As I am driving along through the pouring rain, I see a sign for the hospital. Yes, this was always a bit strange to me, but I had seen it a few times during my travels, having come this way before. Even though I had seen this sign many times before, it somehow it seemed out of place for the stretch of road I was on that normally meant I was on my last leg home. I quickly came to the conclusion that I was mistaken in my calculations of where I was and continued to drive. After driving a mile or two more, dim lights started to emerge from the rain and mist. As I continued to drive, I could start to make out a red sign and the words, emergency room, a little ahead of me, with the hospital sitting off to the right of me on top of a hill. The way this particular hospital sat, it offered no access into the highway at this point, but directed you to another entrance used for both emergency and non-emergencies with a split to each area after turning off the main highway. At this point, there is only a long grassy hill that led down to the highway. There are no other signs of civilization or activity. No stores, no gas stations, not many buildings or structures of any kind. Only this hospital. As I get even closer, my headlights fall upon a figure about three feet tall at the base of the grassy hill. At this time, I slowed down, not knowing what it could be, and not wanting this animal to bolt into my path, as deer and other animals sometimes do. To my amazement, I soon realized that this was no animal. The closer I got, I could see that this was a human-like figure. The figure was that of a woman dressed in a blue and white hospital gown. 
She had long wet black hair with head and hands and both of them covering her face as she looked towards the ground and just squatting there on the side of the road at the bottom of the hillside. I was in shock. I first thought this may be a patient who had wandered away from the hospital with mental issues or AMA against medical advice. Now even closer, I notice this woman is missing clumps of hair and is very pale in appearance, to the point she seemed to shimmer and fade in the beams of my headlights. By this point I am spooked and freaked out. Here I am the only car on the highway at this time of the morning, seeing what I'm seeing. My mind tells me again that something's wrong. She is clearly a ghost or some kind of specter, but I can't comprehend what I'm seeing. Just as this thought enters my head, this woman-like figure drops her hands revealing black empty holes where her eyes should be and a long drooping face. I was in flight mode and quickly pulled into the far left lane of the highway to create some distance. Strangely enough, after driving for at least what felt like 20 minutes more, I then see another sign for the hospital. Yes, the same sign. I never slowed down. I couldn't help but wonder. If I was here, now seeing what I was seeing, where was I earlier, and what did I see? I knew I was lucky. This was the dead time and could have been something that resulted in a missing person. Me. The street lights are now on and it's time to say goodbye. The avenue is safe once again. <laughs>